Hey, this is Jason Cass back again with uh, Agents Influence Podcast, and uh, this is going to be a little different. There's going to be no opening. This is just going to be the full podcast, and uh, I'm going to do it today, just me alone, because I kind of want to set up where we're going to go over the next couple weeks, and then I'm going to go on a little bit of a rant. Uh, I've got a rant that I've just got to talk about. I think it's important that we get it out there in the industry. Um, It's a vision that I've had for the last couple months. I've been bringing it together so that uh, I can get it out there and get your ideas, get your thoughts. Um, and so we're going to talk about that. So there's going to be two things here. First thing I want to talk about is going ahead. Uh, March 5th is going to be the one year birthday of Agents Influence. And I know you're excited. Just, hey, you know, don't start jogging faster because you're listening to this running and don't jump up and down at your desk. I know it's, it's, it's one, it's one year. It's awesome. Thank you. But what we're doing is, is we're going to celebrate our birthday leading up to, okay? So, one thing I thought about is, is what could we do? What special guests could we get on? And we just got done with the Big Wig series, you know? So the Big Wig series, I mean, I got to tell you, I hope you guys thought so. Um, I, the, the numbers of what we've done over the last two months are astronomically off the chart of what we do. I think we got so much great information. It was... It was unbelievable, and I love the comments, I love the emails that I'm getting, and so I know that we did the right thing, and I can't wait to do that again next uh, winter. So, And if you haven't, if you haven't heard any of the Big Wig series, just know that in December, in January, and even the first week of February, we interviewed CEOs, presidents, and the Big Wigs of insurance companies to get their feeling um, on questions that was submitted by you, the listener. So thanks once again. Um, But what we're going to do is we are releasing this podcast today, and then this um, in the next couple days, you're going to be getting another podcast. Over the next three weeks, you are going to be getting three podcasts. And those three podcasts are going to be the most listened to podcasts of the first year. Okay? First of all, Chris Paradiso, if you didn't listen to him back in, I believe, April, we interviewed him and he gave some unbelievable practical growth strategies. You're going to notice that of all these... Um, uh, uh, a podcast, the ones that gave the practical advice were the most listened to, and they were the most listened to because they were the most shared by agents so that other agents could then listen to it and give their comment. So I want you to to, to realize that what we're going to do is we're going to start with the third most listened to podcast, then the second most listened to podcast, and then the most listened to. The most listened to, I'm going to give you a sneak peek, was Chris Paradiso. But in the last month and a half, he has been overtaken by actually, sorry Chris, a large margin by a podcast that we did with one of the bigwigs. And it has been listened to almost twice as much as every other podcast we have. And I'm not going to tell you who it is because you're just going to have to wait. So that's what's going to happen over the next two weeks, or the next three weeks, excuse me. We're going to be celebrating the po- the Agents Influence birthday by releasing the three podcasts that were most listened to over the first year. And then we're working on a lot of stuff behind the scenes so that we're working hard to get a new look, a new sound, a new feel for the way that we're going to run Agents Influence going forward. I, I know you're going to like it because I'm hyped up about all the stuff. I talked with a guy who is a, um, is a huge expert in podcasting, and I've talked with him personally and he gave me some gave me some ideas that I never would have thought of. So, it's going to be exciting. 1 year birthday coming up for Agents Influence. Agents Influence means nothing without you. And I want you to know that. We're celebrating your birthday. Keep in mind, it's Agents Influence. Definition of Agents Influence is giving a voice to those who have no voice, okay? It's what we do. Now, let's go on to the second part. 
is uh, is we're going to talk about a rant, and and I'm going to go on a rant. And sometimes you classify a rant as something you you classify after you say it because you're like, wow, I got off topic there. This is not off topic, but I want people to get adjusted to where we're going. And over the last two three years, you've heard a lot of people, including myself, talk about social media and digital marketing or social marketing and digital media, one of the two. And I'm I and you know, I see why people are confused. Um and they're looking at this and they're saying, why should I do this or why should I not do this or I don't have time to do this or my customers are shoppers, they're not on the internet, or what's my ROI of this whole thing? And you know, these are hard questions to answer. And they're hard, but they're also very unfair, especially the ROI, considering that you guys all spend, um, let's say, thousands of dollars a month on on yellow page ads or newspaper ads or billboard ads or radio ads, and not once do you ever ask what the ROI is. Now, you may be sitting out there saying to yourself, well, I do. Well, let me tell you something. You're like 1% of the agents who actually do, because the question you usually ask is, is, how many people drive by that billboard, you know, or how many people actually read the newspaper? Well, that that doesn't mean anything. That's what we call reach. That doesn't mean who actually saw our stuff and actually became a client, prospect and then a client we actually sold. That would be very, very hard to trace that ROI. And it's a lot easier on the social and digital. But let's get that out of the way, okay? It's not social digital. It's social and digital business, Social and digital business. Social marketing and digital media is 10 to 20% of social and digital business. Because when we look at the ways and the prospects of how we do something, okay, we market our business so that we then can create a network of people. And from that network of people, we're going to turn them into prospects. And out of those prospects, we're going to communicate to them to what are, how we can help them. And if they have any questions, which is basically inbound marketing, then when we drive those people to us, it becomes a sales process. We evaluate if they're the market for us. We take them to the quoting and the proposing process. We then submit the process. Then we propose it and we finalize it. That's the whole sales process, essentially. It, maybe it could be more, maybe it could be less. But what we're talking about right now, this is my conversation, so that's the sales process. Then we have, after they become a client, then they, we have a welcome packet that we should be sending them. After they get that, they should be able to, the way we service them, the way we retain them, the way we cross-sell them of our other products, and then we start marketing again so that we then can create the network, create the prospects, the communication, the sales process, the, wor- the welcome packet, the service, and we can do it all over again. So when we talk about that process, it's all social and digital. And this is where we're taking our agencies. It's not getting on Facebook or getting on LinkedIn and Google Plus and come up with some email drip marketing. That is like 20% of what we're doing. So I want us from now on, right here, going forward, you listening to this podcast, get that out of your mind because it's social and digital business. And let's talk about that during the rest of this rant. When it comes to network, when it comes to marketing, obviously we got to go where the people are. The people aren't reading the newspaper anymore. I was in an, I was in a, um, a presentation a couple weeks ago. There was 80 people in the room. I had them ask. I said, raise your hand if you get the newspaper. Less than 10 of them raised their hand. Less than 10. There was two or three people. The people who raised their hand because they get the, the newspaper, they were sitting around looking at people going, oh my goodness, I 
now am like not the minority, I'm the super minority. Okay, I wonder how many of them didn't renew their subscription because they probably only have their subscription because it makes them feel as if they're you know, still doing things the way it should be done. So we have to look at that. Now, so we have marketing. We need to use social and digital marketing. Keep in mind, social media or social marketing is being first in the mind of the consumer when they have a problem and need a solution to it. That's social marketing. Okay. Digital marketing is being first found when a person has a problem and they search for it online. So you need to be social so that people will tell other people about you when they, when they tell their friends about that problem. And we have digital, which means when someone has a problem and they search for it online, you're there. That's marketing. Got to be in both of those spots. When we market, we then attract people to us who we create to be a network. They're people that we contact with, we, we, we trade business with, we trade information with, we answer their questions, we become an advisor. Okay, All that stuff is being transacted digitally today. 90% of it's being digital. Maybe you, only 30% of it. That's why you need to have a social and digital business. When we prospect, when we look at prospecting, we say, let's find out who, who we're going after. S- social platforms let you know more about a person than you ever could. I would guarantee you, and you know in your own mind, that you have clients who have been clients of yours for the last 10, 15, 20 years. You're now friends with them on Facebook, and you're finding out things that you never knew about them. You're, for, you're, you're reading the stuff they're sharing on LinkedIn, and you're never realizing that you guys had the same interest. You're seeing stuff that they're putting on Google Plus out there, and you're saying, wow, I didn't even know they had a Google Plus platform. That's prospecting. That's getting out there where the people are and creating that engagement with them. Your connections on LinkedIn. No better place to prospect than LinkedIn. There's a guy who you have as a first degree connection and he's a friend with the, of the agency of the business that you want to get and he's a secondary connection. You connect with the first degree guy and say, hey, do you know this guy over here, Jim Bob, that I want to get to know? He says, yeah, I know Jim Bob. Tell me about Jim Bob. Through through the guy you know, first degree, you can find out who Jim Bob is. That's prospecting today. That's not just cold calling and walking into somebody's office and saying, hey, can I help you with your insurance? No, that's old. That's blah. Does it still need to be done? Yes. But is that the main focus? No, that's not social and digital business. Using social platforms is. Digital and search content, that's a way to prospect. By putting your stuff out there, answering questions, helping people alleviate their problems so that when they search, they find you, they now become a prospect because now if they have that problem again, if they didn't switch when they first found your content, they will then switch afterwards if they have a problem again. That is once again prospecting. Now let's take it into the communication channel. So we're communicating now with these people that we have brought into our network and our prospects. We're communicating with them. You've got to communicate with them on social platforms. You've got to communicate with them through email. That's digital. You need to be able to communicate through them with texting. That's digital. And I know what you're saying is, oh no, I would never want to send uh, a text to anybody. If anybody did that to me, I would just get rid of them and I would just block them. Sure. Um, Maybe you, but a lot of the connected generation today gets all their billing information there and they get a lot of things. Here's the key. You won't unsubscribe from an email list and you won't unsubscribe from a text list if the people giving you valuable content. I promise. If you give them valuable content and you don't abuse the privilege, they'll listen to you and they'll keep you forever. It's proven. It's not like this is an opinion. It's a fact. Okay, it's a fact. Digital search content, that's another way to have communication. I have recently figured out a way that I can deliver a renewal information 
directly into a person's Facebook news feed that they will only see. Telling them, hey, I want to let you know your renewal's coming up in March, and uh, we've looked at your auto and home, and we're trying to find the best uh, pr- price and making sure you're getting the best price and per- and coverage for your dollar. And also, notice we didn't have your umbrella. Click here to find out what an umbrella quote is, or an umbrella is. They click that. They click a little button that says, give me a quote. It sends it electronically to my email. I, look, I can look it up. I can uh, quote them up in an umbrella and send it right back to them. That right there, that's communication. That's all digital and social. The sales process. When we get into the sales process, we want to evaluate the person. We want to say to them, is this the client that I'm looking for? Is this the person that we are wanting to attract to our agency? Um, There is no better place and no better time than the information that we can find on people today. That's called business intelligence. And if you've been listening to my other podcast, you know I talk about this a lot. If I go onto any social platform, I can find out who the person is, I can know the risk, I can see the risk, I can see the details of the risk, and I can find the records out of the risk. So whether it's a person or a piece of property, I can see it, I get to know it, I get to feel it, I get to see their friends, I get to see where they hang out on the weekend, I get to see where they drive, I get to see where they live, I get to see what their job is. I mean, all this stuff is told to you. The, never in the, ever in the history of the sales process has the person literally told you everything about them without telling you everything about them. So it's all there. If you're not social and digital, you're not finding that stuff. The quoting process, which is still part of the sales process. Quoting and processing. Today we have agency raters. We have company online raters. We have online raters that we can have already on our own website. That is stuff that you need to be utilizing. If you're not utilizing it, I'm sorry. Stopping right here, people say, what's the ROI of my business? My ROI of your business, if you don't make it social and digital, is that you won't be around in five to seven years. That's your ROI is that you would be around, okay? Very serious about that. I say it all the time. I mean that with my heart. I love the independent insurance agency system, and I love the independent insurance agent, and I want you to be successful. That's why I tell you this stuff. This is why I take my time to to, to let you know the way that I think and what agents are telling me out there so we can change together, take back market share, increase commissions into our agencies. Then we have submissions, the way you submit your stuff today. Keep in mind, we're not even dealing with the consumer now. These are internal operations. That's why I say social and digital business. Because now when you submit it, are you putting it into your management system? I know it's hard to believe, but they say that 20% of the independent insurance agencies out there don't have a management system. I know. I know. I'm with you. I do not know how they run their agency, but I personally know one, and he does a fantastic job doing it. I also would say he's 68 years old and he probably needs to do it in the next five to 10 years. But being 68, if I was 68, I probably wouldn't care about it either. But if I care about my business and I want to perpetuate it, I would. But if I'm thinking about myself, I may not. So we're thinking about the bridging. Are you putting your information into a management system and then bridging it over to the company site to where you don't have to fill it in multiple times? And then the company is then bridging that right back into your management system? That's digital. Um, the PDFs, when you are doing submissions, are you still filling them out by hand or are you filling them out in PDF fill forms to send to the companies? Because I can guarantee you the person who's going on the top of the pile and getting the quote first is the guy who's filling them out and it's legible. 
That's where you need to be social and digital. Secure transactions. When you're going back and forth with all these people's information, are you using secure email? You better be. The law says that your butt's on the line as the business owner, regardless how of that information got out there if it was given to you. Agency management systems. I've already talked about that. Management systems are exploding. The old guys, the big guys today, I won't beat them up on this podcast, they're going to go away. They're going to go away. They're going to change. They're charging you too much. They won't give out their API. And what they we need is API technology. I know you may not know what API technology is. Just put it in the back of your mind and you're going to start hearing it a lot because it is what's going to make up your social and digital business internally in the now and in the future. I'm already using APIs. It'll roll out here pretty soon and you'll understand more about it. Then we go down to the proposing. How are you proposing? Are you just sending them an email? That's okay if you are, but is there a process to that? That's digital. What are you doing? Are you just calling them on the phone if you are? I mean, maybe that's okay to your customer. I will tell you of all the studies I've done, my closing rate goes up about 15 to 20% if I actually meet with them face-to-face. But also, are you meeting with them face-to-face? Doesn't mean face-to-face. It means visual. Are you doing any video conferencing with those people so that you can see them by sending it to them electronically and then video conferencing so you're both looking at the same thing? In those video conferencing, you can do, you could share your screen to where when you're talking with the person face-to-face on video conference, you could have the proposal on your screen and just share it. And when you share it right to the screen, they see it and you see it. And as an agent, the beauty part of this is, is they can't flip through the proposal. They can only see the proposal page that you flip to. Isn't that awesome? So that, that even makes it better. It's, that's digital. I have even know agents who have two iPads. They walk into a, um, a, pres, a proposal. They give one iPad to the owner and his team, and he keeps one iPad. There's an app on there that allows you to load the proposal and allows you to be the only one who flips the proposal. So they can't flip through it. They're just seeing what you're seeing on your iPad. That's digital. That's who we need to be. When you're finalizing this and they take that, they, they decide to do business with you, how are you sending them their, e- their their applications? How are you doing the finalizing process? I'm hoping you're doing it through email. I'm hoping you're giving them options to do it through email. I hope you're using e-signatures. And I really, really hope that you're using electronic policy delivery. If you're not, this is where you got to go. This is social and digital business. When we send out our welcome ad, our welcome kits, I know. of you guys are the only ones that send out welcome kits. You need to start sending out welcome kits. In that welcome kit, you need to be able to digitize everything you want to give them so it's easy for them to find later. If you send them some letters or you send them a quote-unquote physical mailing, a welcome package, I'm not going to say that that's bad. But I'm also going to say that you're going to get that thrown away a lot more than you do if you send an email and they can just categorize it and or put it into a folder. It's just a fact. And I know you're saying most of my people don't use email. and mo- So you're talking about all this email, Jason, but really they just don't use it. Well, they don't. But here's one thing I know. And here's one thing we all know, and it's a fact. There's a connected generation and there's an unconnected generation. And every day that goes by, the connected generation grows and the unconnected generation shrinks. So who are you betting your business on for 5, 10, 15 years from now? When we think about the service, uh, when we talk about the welcome kit, are you, deliver, are you delivering them an app? Are you delivering them an app that they can use on their phone? Oh, Jason, no one uses apps. Baloney, because there's a lot of agents using them, including me, and they're working like and they're working fine. The problem with what you have is, is that you just give them an app, and they really 
don't have anything in it. They can't see what their coverages are, what their bill is, or what their pricing is, or what their deductible is, or how they can submit a claim. It's, it's just not on there. But if you have an API in your management system offers you an API like QQ Solutions does, my app hooks right into my API of my QQ Solution. The API means they talk to each other. So when my client opens up an app, their app that I give them, they get to see everything that I have inside of my management system. And I know a lot of you guys are like, oh my God, I don't want them to see that. Why would you not? This is, this is the world of transparency. Once again, that's another one of those things. That's why you don't take your business social and digital. It's because you have these little bitty things that you're scared of. The problem is you keep worrying about you and your agency. Once you turn your, your, your eyes to them and worry about what they want, that's when you become social and digital. And that's when you start growing your agency 20 and 30% year after year. I was talking with a big wig and he was telling me, I thought it was a pretty cool figure. He said, if you grow your business 15 percentage points for five years, after five years, you'll do- double your book of business. Thought that was pretty good. He's smarter than me, smarter probably than you. So probably we probably need to listen to him. When we're servicing them, are we are we servicing them in real time? Are we really using real time communications, which has been proposed, which has been uh, act the Agent Council for Technology? I've done two podcasts with them, and they talk about it in both of them using real time technology to when to make real time transactions. So it goes from your computer to the to the um, to the uh, a- to the insurance company's computer and back. That's real time. Okay. We got to start using that. And I'll even side with you. I'm pushing the companies for even faster because it's really not total real time, but it's a lot faster than the real time you're probably using if you're not using real time. Self-serve. Are you allowing your person to self-serve? Can they use your website or can they do you, are you providing them an app so that they can self-serve their own? And I know what you mean. I don't want people deleting their vehicles. I don't want that to do it. Well, guess what? They want to, but that doesn't mean it goes that whole way. You guys can meet in the middle. They can make the change, but it sends them an email and says, hey, this change is going to be processed by the agent once it comes in tomorrow morning. If there's any issues, he'll let you know. The client doesn't need it done now. It's just that it's 10 o'clock at night and they're getting ready to go to bed and they all of a sudden forgot, oh yeah, I got to make that change. But if you're an agency that closes at five, they can't do that. And they're going to try to go to work the next day and then they're going to forget again. And then they're going to end up seeing Geico where they can do it 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And they're going to say, you know what? I really don't want to go anywhere but local, but they they, they provide the services that are good for me. So are you doing that? Because if you're not, that's why your retention's going down because other people are doing that. I say it all the time about the servicing. No one is driving the consumer to eSurance and Geico quicker than the independent insurance agent. No one. We need to think about them. Provide the tools that they need. When we provide those tools to them, they stay with us because they want to stay local. They do. I promise you. They want that trusted advisor. They want that person they can call at claim time. They want that person that they can call. That's what they want. Don't make them go the other way and call some call center in India. Don't. Servicing. Are we doing online chat? Do we have an online chat on our on our website? Are we doing video conferencing whenever they call in so they're not just calling in and talking to their assistant? Maybe they're seeing your assistant. This makes you real. This makes you more than just an insurance peddler. It makes you somebody. Your retention touches. There is no better way to touch people than through social and digital platforms. No better way. No better way. I say this a lot now and I'll give you a little clue to what I mean. When I'm when I'm talking about how I'm going to um I get a guy, here's what happens in a lot of agencies. Jim calls in and, and the agent answers the phone. 
Hey, Jim, how are you doing? Jim says, oh, well, I'm doing pretty good. And you say, hey, how's the kids doing? And Jim says, oh, they're doing pretty good. And, and you guys get into the, like this little talk for 10 to 15 to 20 seconds that has no emotion and no value. And it's just this little thing that we do because we really don't know how to communicate on the phone when we haven't seen each other for a long time. Well, you alleviate that because here's how a call goes inside a JDC insurance group. Hey, Jim, how are things? Things are going great for you. I'll tell you what. Susan was first in the swim meet, and your son Nick got perfect attendance. Tell me about that. I'm raising kids right now at a young age, and I need to know the parenting skills that you use to get those same results for my kid. Tell me about it, Jim. And then Jim goes on and talks about his thing he's most proud of as his kid. And it's in 30 seconds to a minute, we've created a valuable conversation, and he realizes that he knows me, and then he'll start telling me the things that he follows me on Facebook and LinkedIn and Google+. And before you know it, we've completely forgot that we called about insurance and now it's three, four, five minutes later. He may, he tells me the change he needs to make or, Hey, he had pro he had problems processing it online and we take care of it for you. That's a touch. That's a touch. That's many touches that led, led to a great valuable conversation. That's going to solidify retention. It's going to, I promise following. Are you following your people? You can use this for cross-selling. Find out what they're doing. Whenever it's their birthday and you don't know because you don't have your management system telling you, well, guess what? Facebook's telling you. So a lot of places are telling you. Be sure to follow them there. Cross-selling. Are you cross-selling? Are you using email drip marketing in your agency to dissect the people that you have an auto without a home or a home without an auto or an auto home without an umbrella or you know they drive a motorcycle because you just saw them buy it, bought it, buy it on Facebook. You can actually call them before it happens. So it's cross-selling. And then we get right back into the cycle again where we start using marketing. We market using a blog, search, email, um, Facebook ads, social platforms, retargeting. This is all social and digital business. I just took you from the beginning stages to the very end stages of your, your experience driving business. I didn't even really talk about the internal communications of how the employees need to talk, how you need to be able to talk with accounting based on sweep transactions that are happening and why things are being posted and why this wasn't swept when we posted it and did we collect the payment. I guarantee your accountant would even love it. This is social and digital business. I don't have any better way to say it to you than this. I'm going to steal a, way, a, a, a line. I was explaining this to my son the other day, and he's 14 years old. And I was, I was, I was giving this this speech and this talk to him and my wife. And God forbid him. I know you're feeling sorry for him. They have to put up with this stuff all the time. And I was just so I could get it out and have them hear it and see what they said. And my son said to me something that was was really interesting. He says to me, he says, "Dad, times have changed. They need to get a new watch. Times have changed." They need to get a new watch. I said, Gavin, I said, that is a brilliant. I said, where did you hear that? He said, Dad, that's just a lyric off a Little Wayne song. <laughs> I'm serious, Little Wayne. I mean, that's someone that I didn't even know my son listened to. You know, I mean, I think, to be honest with you, I don't like Little Wayne. I think he's an idiot. But, you know, sometimes we can get the best inspiration and the most important points set from the people that we least likely are going to give them to us. It's a little Wayne, Lil, excuse me, Lil, Lil Wayne. Times have changed. It's time for you to get a new watch. Now, I know that may be one of the longest rants you've ever heard in your life, but I'm sorry. As you know, I'm, as you can feel, I'm passionate about this. I, I'm passionate about it because I know it works. 
I know it works for many reasons. I found out it worked in my agency two and three um, years ago. Now we've been helping agents through the GROW program do this for the last 18 months, and it's working. True story. Right now, true story. I'm going to tell you I'm recording this on uh, Wednesday, the 12th, and right now it is 12 p.m. It just rolled the afternoon. And I'm going to tell you we have an agent who is in Arkansas, and we are running contests for all of these agents, and we run them. He has... And, I, and if you call me and you email me, I will give you his information and you can call him. As of right now, his contest is over this Friday. He has 19 people that have called in in a 12-day contest period that we run that I've perfected in my agency and we now teach it to other agents through our Grow Agency program. In the, in the first nine days, he has gotten 19 people to call into his agency, but he... And 14 of those have given him a quote. And I do not know the closing ratio yet, but if it's anything like we see with the other agencies, it's usually a 60 to 80% closing ratio because these people know who he is. Because he's on the beginning of taking his agency and making it a social and digital business. Jared bought in. And Jared's been buying in for the last eight months. And he's seeing things happen in his agency that he can't believe. Now, there's a lot of things that he thought that he'd see that he's not seeing because everybody's unique. And that's one of the hardest parts about figuring out this social and digital business is that everybody's unique in their own audience that they go after, their own client that they're looking for. But there's a way that you can find that audience. It takes some fine tuning. It takes some trial and error. But there's a lot of things out there and a lot of tools that you can find that audience. And when you do, you're like Jared. I, I, I don't know. I don't know his closing ratio, but I'm willing to bet that this guy probably spent less than $400 in 12 days, and he's probably going to make about four to five grand in revenue. Not premium, revenue. If I gave you a bank and I told you there was a bank you could go give $400 to and come back 12 days later and they gave you $5,300, would you invest in that bank? I bet you would. You may even ask me, are there any other banks that I can go do this to? If you need any help, I don't throw out a lot of plugs, but Grow Program is the owner and provides all the operation fees and, and pays for all the expenses of Agents Influence. Um, you can find us at growprogram.com. In the meantime, I want to thank you very much for being a listener of the Agents Influence podcast. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Stitcher. Um, I, I encourage you to download those and, and be part of this community. If you haven't ever learned in the past and you've never known, Agents influence has a meaning. The definition of agents is a natural force used to obtain a specific purpose. I know it's not insurance agent or real estate agent. It's a natural force used to obtain a specific purpose. The definition of influence is by giving a voice to those who have no voice. We are creating we are creating change using a specific purpose by giving you the voice that we need to move this industry forward. I need your comments. I need your questions. I need your thoughts. I need your ideas. Go online and tell us or simply just send me an email at jason at growprogram.com. It's jason at growprogram.com and I will answer. I can tell you there's probably not one person that's ever emailed me that I have not replied to. Jason at growprogram.com. This has been the Agents Influence Podcast. Please look forward to the next three weeks where you're going to get the three most listened to podcasts of the last year. And I am going to tell you, if you will just listen to those three, you will be way on down the line and way ahead of the curve on creating a social and digital business. 
I love you. I love the independent insurance agency system. This is Agents Influence Podcast. Thanks.